0: Ten lines from the bottom of Hamad Bays is a new Mishnah, continuing with different conditions that a man uh, might make when he's a M'kaddish woman, quote, Almanashi Yeshli base Offer end quote. On the condition that I have a base core of Afar. That's essentially let's just call it about five acres. So he says on the condition I have five acres of land, Harazu Mekudesh, so that's a good kedushin. the and he has to have, he has to um, you know produce those five acres of land. Kama another possible statement he might make, if he specifies that he has them, let's say the five acres of land in this particular place, let's say in uh, Randallstown, Maryland, well, if he has it in that place, it's a good Kiddushan, if not, even if he has it somewhere else, it's not a good Kiddushan, if he stipulates, quote, on the Kiddushin that I could show you, five acres of land, Hare zu mikudeshas, good kedushin, the Urena, and let him show her somewhere his five acres of land. If, however, he just takes her out to an area, like overlooking some valley, look, there's five acres of land. That was not what her understanding of his condition was. Einena mikudeshas, it would not be, or Einena would not be a good kedushin. Okay, the Gemara goes through these cases in the Mishnah. In the first case, he said, on condition that I own, uh, you know, I have five acres of land. V'neichu Shema Even if he can't produce it, why don't we uh, uh, concern ourselves that, you know, maybe he might have it. He said he has it. He tells us he does. He can't, like, show it to us exactly, but maybe he does. The Oyton. even further, we have a four-word b'risa. Starts here. It says that in that case, chayshinan Shema Yeshle. That... If he says he has a land, but he can't show it to us, that, was, that he does have it. So why did the Mishnah say only if he has it definitively and can show it to us as a good kedushin? Well, says the Gemara, and this might seem a little bit repetitive, we had this similar Shaka uh the other day. The Mishnah is talking about a case of what would we need to have done to make it a definite kedushin if he said that he was Omanos, that he has five acres of land, he'd have to show it to her. If he shows it to her, see it, then it's definitely good kedushin Whereas when we say we're Choshish, maybe he has it even if he can't show it to us, Ha, B'Kiddusha is Suffolk. That would be enough that it would, well, maybe he has, maybe he doesn't, and, and she would be M'Kiddusha at least be Suffolk, meaning like she couldn't just walk away from that relationship. Lamalila Misna, Now, this is basically the same thing that we had when it came to we said he had hundred thousand dollars in uh, yesterday's piece. So, lamali Misna, Why did the Mishnayos have to give an example? Gabe aro when it comes to land. The lamali Misna, zuzi. And why do we have to give an example when it comes to cash money? Well, answer the Gemara It's necessary. Why? Because if we would have been told these dinim in the realm of Diyashmin and gabe Zuzi that were are that if he says $100,000 and he can't produce it, well, we're you, know, you never know. Maybe he has it in a way somewhere. That's because that's what people do with cash money sometimes. They hide it away somewhere. Mishum avidi inchi de It's quite common that people will hide away their cash money or their gold or whatever it is. Aval Ara, if it comes to land like a real estate ownership, Eima, I might have thought to say, if not for what we just saw in this Mishnah, I would have thought to say, well, one second, if you said you have five acres of land, if you're an owner of a nice chunk of land, there's a call for that. And like, nobody knows about it. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't even be Choshesh. That would be a kedushin at all. We don't say that. And yes, we are. Choshesh, we'll call it, it becomes a kedushin Suffolk. The Mishnah continued to say, Pshita, Essentially, land in those days is probably used for uh, growing produce, and therefore, isn't it Pasha that if he said he had land in a particular place, if he has land there, then it's good condition, if not, not? Not so posher, because you might have otherwise, if not for the Mishnah, thought to say, Amar law, that he, the man, can tell the woman, like, lady, listen, what difference does it make to you? Ana tarachna I'll make whatever effort it, ta- it, it there is. I'll bring it to you. I'll bring you the potatoes and the carrots and the things that we grow in the field or the uh, uh, the money that we uh, get from the field. Like, I'll take care of it. It shouldn't bother you whether I – I know I said it. I, I had it in Randallstown, and I actually have it in southern Pennsylvania. Kamashma, we don't say that. If he stipulated during the Kiddushan that he has in a particular place, he better have it in that particular place. The mission continued and said, Al menas beis korafar, If he had said, on the condition, I could show you five acres of land. Tana, we have a little brace that goes till the first word on the next line. The basic understanding that any woman would have if she heard that. She should not decide to be interested in seeing land that's not his. So if he says, Ooh, I could show you five acres of land, it, it better not be anything other than that he is the actual owner of that land. The mission concluded and said, If he showed it to her, just like in an open valley, that, uh, no, that would not be a Giddushan. Well, like we know that already. Pshita, that's obvious. Well, not so obvious. Rather, it's necessary. to He's not just sowing her any land. He's actually a sharecropper who gets maybe, I don't know, standard sharecropper arrangements usually 50% of the produce. Maybe he could show her that. Kamash Milan, that... No, when he says that he can show her land, the understanding of the woman is land. What does she understand that to mean as? That he is the 100% owner of, period. Now, we have an interesting, from here till the mission on the bottom of the next Talmud, the Gemara is going to bring two cases, a case where a person uh, donates something to the base of Migdash, a case where a person sells something to someone else, and we're going to want to know what our Mishnah's case would be similar to. So Gabe Hekdash, you put a diamond around Gabe Hekdash here, about, I don't know, 16, 17 lines down on Samach Aleph, right about the 50-yard line. First word on the line is Mecher, I put a diamond around that. And then about seven lines later, first word on the line is Kishnayim In the middle of that line, it says Hachamai, I put a diamond around that. So let's see the case of Hektish, let's see the case of Mecher, and then we'll ask, uh, what do we say in our case of a man being makadesh, a woman? So Gabi Hektish, when it comes to being Makdish, if a person has a field and wants to Makdish it, like give it to the on uh, HaMikdash, Gabi Hektish, now we have a Mishnah. The Mishnah goes four, four lines plus two words and starts here. Um... If a person has a steachusa, it's an ancestral uh, field, and he is makdish it sanctifies it, gives it to the Beis HaMegdush, specifically when Yovel applies, that means when the Jewish people are in the land of Israel and the tribes are there. If he wants to get it back, he can redeem it. And there's no issue of a market value there. There's a set value that Torah gives, whether that's more, whether it's less, makes no difference. That's what he has to pay to redeem it. No, saying he would give Bezerah Chaymer Soyrim, a Chaymer, let's say, a core's worth of seeds of barley, the amount of land that you could plant that in. How much would he have to pay? Chamishim Shekel kesa, 50 silver shekels. Okay, that is the um, way that you assess the value of the land if he wants to redeem it. Let's say in that land, hayu Nikayim, there were some ditches in the land, like uh, lower areas, depressions, that were amukim, deeper than Asar Atzvachim. Let's say they were 11 or 12 Atzvachim deep, or Slayim, Gavayim Asar Atzvachim, or some rock outcroppings that were taller than 10 Atzvachim off the ground. They do not get measured along with the other parts of the land uh, to figure out how much uh, land there is. If the uh, depression in the ground or the ditch is less than 10 fachim deep, let's say it's like 9 or 8, or the rock is taller than 10 fachim, let's say it's 11 uh, excuse me, let's say it's nine or eight off the ground, then it would get measured in the uh, greater area of that particular field. That's the end of its snake source, we ask. Nohi, granted to Bahati Ara like Kadshu that when this person originally was Makdashu, the base of Mikdash, that it wouldn't become kadosh. these depressions, these lower areas along with the land. however, Nickktahu Bapi Nafshayu, they should at least become kadosh on their own as uh, individual little pieces of uh, land. And if you want to try to say, well, kama havu that, well, they can't become uh, a on their own because they're not big enough. They don't have the size of a base core, which is approximately like five acres. That's just not the case. We have a snake source that clearly says it doesn't have to have that minimum size. This is a four-line Tanaic source, starts here. There's an extra word in the Pasuk that says sade. Now, that word, you can see it in the context. It, it does not need to be there. Ma tamud Uh What do we do with the word sadeh? I could have just said, Ve'im me'achuzasai yakdish ish. And if from his ancestral... Ancestral holding, a man should make sanctified. What's this missteach, who's that next word, sodoma tamalei mar. Well, since the Pasuk does give a rate that the land can be redeemed back at from the temple, of I might have thought, that a person donates to the temple at least, let's say, five acres. Minayin l'raboy, lesach, which would be, let's say, two acres, v'chatsi lesach, which would be one acre, or a Sa'a, which could be maybe half an acre, a tirkav, which could be maybe, I don't know, a fourth of an acre, the tirkav, Vafilu roiva minayin. I don't know, even if it's a pretty small piece of land that would uh, have for a roiva kav of uh, barley used to be planted in it. Tamaloymar. That's what we do with the extra word sada, quote-unquote sada, mikomakim, no matter what the size of the field is. Okay, Amar Marukva Barchama, I circled Marukva Barhama. Now, he explains that these uh, areas that are not included in the field and we're talking about like uh, uh lower areas that are actually filled with water almost like a swampy type of area and the reason why they're not included in the ratio to redeem land from the temple but they get their own um is mishum delav in who they're not we'll call them irrigatable, and the pasuk does say zera, which indicates something that is can be planted, uh, and since they're not plantable, they don't get redeemed at that Torah-prescribed rate, they get redeemed at whatever they're, they're worth. Dekanami, precise reading of the Tanaic source will bring out this point as well, Tiktani, dumya, because the depressions in the ground were taught similar to the Towards in right angles, the large rocks, just like the large rocks are not irrigatable, so too the depressions in the ground are not irrigatable because they're filled with water. Ask the Gemara, well, one second, if it's filled with water, so maybe if it's nine deep or only eight deep, that should also be the case. Answer the Gemara, no, because if it's not ten deep, even if it's filled with water, Hanau, Nagni da'ara mikru, Shedra da'ara mikru. Uh, lower down areas or depressions are basically just seen as secondary crevices to the mainland or like spine bulges of the mainland. In other words, the cutoff point is 10. If it's less than 10, it can become secondary to the land itself. Okay, that is in the realm of hektish. Period. Gabe mecher I put a diamond around Mecher. When it comes to a sale, if you have Bob selling to Carl. Bob says to Carl, I'm selling you a base core of Afar. Let's call it five acres. And there is in that area, there's um, depressions that are more than 10 Teflachim deep, or rocks that are more than 10 Teflachim tall. It does not get measured together with the field. You have to have... Uh, the the five acres besides those areas. mikan. if it's less intense than that, like less than ten deep or less than ten tall, Nimdadanima would get measured along with it. That's the end of the Tanaic source and comes along the same we circled his name now, Marukfa Barhama, and he says in this case, afalpi P I double underline the word shein, That's the main point here, even though that they're not filled with water. Before we said they had to be filled with water. Here's even if they're not filled with water. My time, What's the reason why even if they're not filled with water? Amra Papa. The person who bought this particular field, and this was Carl, he doesn't want to uh, pay money for what he thought was one field. And it'll look like, because of the different heights of the uh, ground, like, if the person wants a field, it's one field, not like something that appears to be like two or three fields. Okay, that's in the realm of Mecher. I put a diamond around mai. What do we say in our case, when it comes to the Kiddusha Isha, let's say there were rock outcroppings or there were depressions that were ten fachim that are not filled with water. Do we lehektish mit la? Do we compare it to hektish and that would be measured together with the greater area to get to the five acres? Or, la? Or, we, or do we compare it to a sale where they would not be measured? It would have to be five acres besides those areas. Well, answers the Gemara, it would kind of make most sense to say that we'll compare it to and here's where it is acceptable for the husband to uh, say to the wife afterwards, even though that's as far as we might have rejected before, here it is valid, he'll say to her, listen, what, like, what do you care if those five acres have some areas that are a little bit lower, a little bit higher? I'm the one who's going to make the effort, I'm the one who's going to plant it, and I'm the one who's going to bring the profits or the produce to you, period. This is a... Topic, this next mission that comes up a number of times, it's the, uh, the basic issue of Tanai Kuffel. If I'm making any deal with anyone else, two people are making a deal and they make a condition. Is it necessary when the condition is stated that it also be stated that if the condition is not fulfilled, then it would not be good? Or is it enough to say what the condition is and leave it at that? Or do you have to say if the condition is not filled, it's not good? Well, Rebbe Mayor, I'm mean, right, Box Rebbe Mayor. And at the end of the line, three lines later, is Rabbi Hanina ben Gamliel. I also boxed him. Reb Meir is the one who says that whenever a condition is made between two parties, Kol Tanai, that doesn't, it's not formulated. Kits'nai Gadum G'adu like the condition made between Moses and the tribes of uh, God and Ruven, um in the desert, Eino Tanai is not a good Tanai. Shenemar. Remember, they had conquered some areas on the east bank. The Bnei Gad Reuven had a lot of uh, sheep and uh, animals. They wanted to take that as their inheritance. And then uh, Moses uh, calls them in and is nervous or worried that they're not going to go and fight with their other brother tribes to conquer the west bank of Eretz Yisrael, um, Eretz Yisrael proper. Um, and he makes a condition with them and he says both sides. He says, And Moses said to them, "Im if they do cross over with their brother Jews to fight and conquer the uh, the land of Israel west of the Jordan River, and see if it continues, and says V'im lo and if they don't cross over, halutsim arms, then what'll happen? In other words, and that would be the precedent for whenever conditions are made, you have to clarify uh, both sides of what happens if it's fulfilled and what happens if it's not. Reb Chanina ben Gamliel, he says, Imer. No, no, no. In that case, by Bnei Gad Meruvin, Sarachet David Loimroi, Moses had to speak at the other side. Sheil Molei Cain. For if not that he did that, Yesh Bemashma, the implication would be Shafilu Beres Kenan Layin Yin Chalu. That if let's say they didn't go over and fight, they wouldn't even get a uh, share of land in the land of Kenan. Let's see the Rashi. Rashi is the first uh, wide lines in Rashi. Dibur Maslo Rabchini Na'imir. Rabchini Na'imir Atzni Kafal Lechudei says that. What he's coming to argue with Rabbi Meir is only on the Tznai Kafl, to say, and I underline these four words, the Michlal nishmalav. From the positive, you can infer the negative. Like whenever there's a Tznai, you can infer if the Tznai is fulfilled, then it will go through. And if not, not. Why did Moses, though, in the Torah, in dealing with Meghanna, Meghanna Meruven, double it? It had to be said. Namely, for another Issue. If not that it was said, that he doubled, that he said both sides. That if the Benaganim didn't go over to fight with their brother Jews, even in the proper land of Israel, the West Bank, they really didn't want that. That was not going to be as fertile as this East Bank land. Because they had so many sheep and uh, animals, uh, they they won't even get. A, a little chalek in Israel proper West Bank Lah, this is what the implication would have been. Im if you go over and fight with your brother, other Shvatim Jews, I'll give you the East Bank area, the Gilad area, Bishvil Kol You get the whole thing. If you don't pass over, you Nick you know what? You're gonna get a knas. Loikan, the you're not going to get nothing. That's what the understanding would have been. Like, you go over and fight, you'll get. If not, you get nothing. So, this is where Ruchanina Ben Gamlia will say that's why Moses had to speak out. If you don't go over and fight with your brother Jews, you're not going to lose your portion because of this. And you'll get a little piece of the East Bank area, and you'll get a little piece of the West Bank area based on whatever the. Uh, God-overseen lottery decisions were. That's for Gamliel. That is the Mishnah, says the Gemara, ben Gamliel, Reb Well, one second. That's a really good point Rebchaninah ben Gamliel is just making, and we just read in the Rashi. So what would like Meir's response to that be? Well, Amalak Reb Meir, I know Reb Meir, Reb Meir would tell you, or probably more specifically, would tell Rebchaninah ben Gamliel, he would say, one second. If you really wanted to say that that uh, back and forth between Moses and the tribes of Ruven and God was not coming to teach you that you have to say Esnaikafel everywhere, then it could simply have said, And quote, quote, it could have stopped over there. Comma. Now another two words in quote when it continued and used the term BeEretz end quote Lamali what would I need that for Why would it have to say the additional Eretz kanan Shmamina That's coming to teach us let's that this tonight and all uh, uh, conditions to be effective have to be tonight Kafel They have to be both the positive and the negative Okay. Rebbe Chaninim and Gamliel, on his name, what would his response to that be? Well, he would tell you, Eloi No, no, if the Pasuk wouldn't have written two words in quotes, Be'eret's Kanan, comma, Havamina, I would have thought, now it would be a mistake, but I would have thought that when the Pusik says, that equals Be'eret's Gilad. Avalbe, Eretz Canaan, in the land of Israel, they wouldn't get anything. In other words, they would still get their Eretz Gilad land and they would uh, get a portion of it. But in the West Bank area, they wouldn't get anything. Let's see the Rashi on this. Rashi is on the third narrow line, Debar Maschil Reb Chanina. Reb Chanina Loilam, the Pasuk is not going to tell you that you have to double up the Tznai. Ella, rather, lefarish to explain. Shafid lo yavru, even if they don't cross over and fight with their brother Jews, lo yavsidu nachalasam, They're not going to lose their inheritance in Israel. Ve'im kasav, I underline those two words, and if it would have written, ve'im kasav, quote, Visulo and stop there, which was a suggestion of Meir. It could have been written. Oh no, I would have had the wrong assumption. Havamina, the Imla Ya'avru, if they don't cross over and fight with their brother Jews, Yitlu Kefia magim and a Gilad. So they would get a chunk of land in the East Bank, Shene'e <laughs> Chaz that which they've already sort of taken a hold of, Vehim Siwi Tremle And remember, the rest of the Jewish people did help B'nai Gadame Ruvain to conquer that area. Kam <laughs> Aval Be'eritz Kanan in the land of Israel, Kla Not at all. What does that mean? That is, Lobus they weren't going to get anything in the area west of the Jordan River. V'le beretz Gilad connect, and they wouldn't get anything connected. That to make up for that, they didn't get anything in Israel on the east bank. Therefore, Kama thats why it had to write. This is Reb concluding his point. Uh, two words: quote, beretz Kanan, she'at Kanan yitlu That no, no, they would get even in Eretz Kanan. Even. If they were of no help to conquer it. Comma. Aval, however, to say, Lemu'uti shaloyitlu where it's hagila kenegda. Oh, it's true. That's not necessary. De michlal, and here I double underline in the Rashi, this is what Khanina insists michlal hain haveshaminan lav. We're smart enough to know that if you tell me what happens if you do this, I would know that if you don't do that, then it wouldn't happen michlal hain because of the positive haveshaminan. I would infer and understand and know what the lav is. Okay, back up in the Gemara on the fifth line for Rebbeyer, under the Reb he would tell you that that one word in quotation marks, equals de de'islichu mashma. Let's go back in the Rashi. What is kolhecha wherever you have, implies? Says Rashi, karchach, kasav, This is now Rebbeyer saying that why did it write two words, quote, bear is Canaan, end quote. Elelamute, or Gilad, comes to exclude the East Bank area. Shaloyitlua, kula, alpi matanase. They won't get all of it. Shamar lahem, unesatem lahem, kama ulam denu. And this is Rabmeir's opinion. It comes to just a mihalal hain, lo, haveshamin and love. I double underline that. That is Rabmeir's opinion that just because you hear the positive, you would not necessarily know what the flip side would be. Okay, uh Tanya, the more now brings a Brysa. Brysa goes four, two, four, six, seven lines and starts here, and it's authored by Reb Chanir Ben Gamliel. I'm Reb Chanir Ben Gamliel, I underline his name. This uh incident with Moshe, and the Reuven, what would it be similar to? Well, imagine a father, La Adam, Shahi of the Banav. he's divvying up his estate to his sons. And let's say he's got three sons. Amar, he says like this, Pliny Ruven, my son, Uri is going to get field number one. O Pliny and my son, Shimon, my second son, Uri Sadaplanis is going to get field number two. O Pliny and Levi, I'd say my third son, Yitain, my Zuz, oh, he's going to have to pay into the pot 200 Zuz, the Uri and then he will inherit uh, field three. Hmm, the Yitain. This is the father continuing, and if uh, he doesn't give that money, Yiresh Im Echav Bishar Nechasim. Well, he will inherit along with his brothers and the other assets. Now, Me Garam Lirash Im What would cause that to happen? Why is that going to happen? the fact that the father doubled up his Tanai. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Says the Rashi. Let's go into the Rashi Dubramaskil. It's about uh, halfway down the narrow lines in the Rashi. Says Rashi. Let's say the father wouldn't have doubled his tanai and said both sides. I would have thought to say, I would have thought that what it means is if he doesn't pay that $100 or let's say literally the uh, 200 zoos, that he would get at least in that field his portion, I guess a third of it. Of the other two fields that were specifically designated for the brother uh, Ruvein and for Shimon, won't get anything. Certainly, he wouldn't get in, in that field number three, can I get Shar an equal amount? Half Beni Gadim Beni Ruven, so too. When we bring it back to our case of Moses and the Gadim Beni Ruven, Kfelas Hadvarim, it was the fact that Moses said both sides of the condition. Garmalahem that caused them to tell Chelkam beEretz to get their land their their chilek, get a little portion in Israel West Bank. Shem lo kaf al I would have thought to say lo yitlu baKlum el beEretz Gilad, mashemegiim ba. Okay, so that is Rebbe saying uh, apparently that his uh, understanding is comparable to that case. The problem is, in the Gemara Colon. now, uh, one second, they're not really similar. in the Mishnah with um, Moses and the B'nei G'ad it says, uh, one line in right-angle quotes from the Mishnah, I double underline the word Shafilu, that even it would have implied even that they wouldn't get an inheritance, and then it would be like pashut that in Gilad and like the East Bank they would also get nothing. Alma, it follows from there Gilad nami mahani that the fact that Moses doubled the Sinai benefits in that they even get eretz Gilad. whereas hacha the mashal that we were just given about ten lines ago ketani here's a quote line and a half migaram loy what would cause the third brother uh, Levi to inherit just like with his other brothers, it's the fact that the father doubled the Tanai, Alma it seems from there, the Kefela is effective for the other assets but not for the original asset, that's the question of the Gemara, answers the Gemara that it's no question, like Kasha they're at two different stages of the discussion, Ha mekami d'nei Malay Reb Meir v'nechzu hale baster d'nei maler Reb Meir the two ha zai, squiggle squiggle line. ha in the Mishnah's case that was Mikami d'nei Malay Reb Meir that was before Reb Meir we had response to Reb response Reb Chanan Mengam the only one who read the Gemara we were at the Mishnah we just saw Reb Meir Reb so that was initially what the uh, understanding was. In other words, that Reb and father al Meir said that they would get nothing and that was his response. Whereas Ha, the Braisa, is the buser Denei Malay Mayor Meir After Mayor points out Venexu, which is not that they would get nothing, but they would get a limited portion. Okay, so Tznai Koffel is something. The now is going to go through um, seven cases of where there was a Tznai being made between two parties and, uh, uh, it seems like most of them are going to be just uh, going to be excellent for every mayor that for the tonight to be effective, apparently there had to be a tonight kaffel bishlam. So I might put a triangle around this bishlama. Four lines later, near the end of the line is another bishlama. I put a triangle around that. About seven lines later, first word on the line is kamashma. In the middle of that line is another bishlama. Five lines below that, first word on line is klal, there's another bishlama, those should be four triangles. If we go on to Samach Bay Samud Aleph on the fourth line, now don't put a triangle there yet. Upside down triangle on the Bishlama. Four lines later, first word on line is hinaki, Third word, Bishlama, that also gets a triangle. And four lines below that, first word on line is Bishlama, put a triangle around that. So essentially we're gonna have six triangles pointed up and one pointing down. The ones pointing up are gonna be good for a Bimeir. And the one, the one pointing down is going to be good for Khanina ben Gamliel. So let's do uh, the first three. Bish, Lama al-Rebi Meir. Meir is the one who says that tonight, Kafel that applies everywhere. You have to have tonight, Kafel for it to be good. Hainu When, um, I think it's the Lord speaking, um, there was Kayin and Hevel, and, and he's told, Imtetiv uh, says. Le which I think is this week's parsha. Um, if you do good you will be lifted up, and if you don't do good, uh, sin croucheth at the entrance way. Okay, so basically both sides were told, El Khanina Lamali. Why would Um he have to be told that like what would be the erroneous Havamina uh, that the second part of this night is coming to exclude? Well, here's what it would be understood Reb Chanina would tell you that i would have thought if not for the fact that it was doubled that the lord was telling him taitiv, if you do good agra you'll get scar you'll be rewarded vim taitiv, and if you don't do good well layagra the you ain't gonna get scar but you're not gonna be like called to judgment for it kamash Milan, that no that's not the way it works do good get reward do bad get um challenging Situations that would not otherwise have come your way. Period. Bishlam, I put a triangle on this. Bishlam, Rebbe Meir, again. Uh, Avram sends his trusted servant Eliezer to find a wife for his son Yitzchak and says, If you go, uh, then you will be uh, cleared from my my shvua. And he made him take a shvua. And there's like both sides there. Why would... Uh, Abraham had to have spoken up both sides of if you do go and you're successful or if you don't go this is what happened. Well, Isrich. It was necessary there also. Because otherwise I might have thought to say imagine if like Eliezer shows up and, and the lady is happy with it. Like Rivka is thrilled. Yeah, yeah, I want to go. But it's not really agreeable, it's not uh, um, uh, uh, desirable to, let's say, her family, may maybe what Abraham was telling Eliezer was, well, bring her against their will, like, say, sorry, I'm taking her anyway, comma, that's not the case, comma. The puzzle continues, four words, and says, and if the woman doesn't want to come, question mark why would I need that? Well, that's also necessary, it's trich, I might have thought to say, Heicha, that what Avram was telling Eliezer is, heicha de nicha ladid, who, where the family agrees, yeah, yeah, we'll send her, take, take Rebecca. but she says, no, I don't want to go. Maybe what he was telling Eliezer is, naisi balkarcha. Well, the family agrees, bring her against her will. Kamash Malan, that's not the case. Essentially, Eliezer is being told to go, and it's got to be that both the family and the girl agree. Bish, Lama, another triangle. Rebbe Meir, who says you need to have a tonight kafel, heinu dichsiv, famous psukim, the end of Sefer Vayikra, im Jewish people, if you go in the ways of my statutes, and then it says, vi im and on the other hand, if you um, are repulsed uh, by my chukim, if you find them disgusting, and then we see what happens there. And so both sides are explained clearly. By the Lord in the Torah to the Jewish people. Why do you have to have the opposite? Like, we know that if you follow the Chukim, then you'll have a result, and if not, you won't. Well, Rebbe Khanina says, It's true in that case as well. Because otherwise, I might have thought to say, You get this amazing Bracha, Jewish people. Fantastic blessing rains down upon us. But if my Chukim, you are disgusted by you, despise them. Maybe I would have thought low bracha of a low klala. Listen, you ain't gonna get the bracha, but it like there won't be horrible, terrible things that'll happen. Kamash malan that when the Jewish people are not doing what we're supposed to be doing, unfortunately or fortunately, just the reality is that things are gonna be really, really tough. And with that, everyone should have a good Shabbos. Adon.